everyone. Welcome to another episode of Film Seizure. I am Jason Oliver. I am Jeff Arbuckle. I'm Chuck Moore. And once again, we have who? Who do we have, sir? What's your name? Mr. Ken Shuttleworth. Yes, we had to search for him to get him to come back for another episode of Film Seizure. <laughs> and we found him. We found him. Uh, I told I told you last week, beat me up for that shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. It took, a, took us a couple shuttles worths of adventures to find him. But. <laughs> we had to get the right coordinates for you yep. to beam you up. We, we had to find you to yep. beam And we did. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, also, this... Sorry, I stepped. Oh no, I was going to say this is this is another uh, quarantine session. So uh, this episode is being recorded on Skype because we are doing uh, whatever we can do to help Bill Gates take over the world. (laughs) We're 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 actually also recording all these episodes with masks on in our own isolated homes. That's how that's how seriously we're taking this pandemic. Yep, I have lathered my cats in. in uh, like disinfectant uh, stuff. So oh, my, my cats I are all in them, bubbles. My cats are all in bubbles. Yeah, yeah, plastic bubbles. Uh, are they floating around like yeah. in bubbles, just like bouncing? And it's hilarious. They're they, they like they're like running them and, and they don't move anywhere. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So um, what are we? What, what I mean, what are we doing here? We're Jason? on a trek. We're on a trekcation. Trekcation. We're on mm-hmm. a trekcation. We're 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 going through Star Trek's two through six on this yes. trekcation, and and we are now at the point in the voyage where we have to search for Spock. Star Trek three, the search for Spock. Um, how okay? So can I get some general feelings from everybody? How they what they felt about this movie? It's really sure. really important that I hear from you guys because it's really really important to understand where I am today with it. Okay. I, I could start if you like. Um, I would have I, it no other way. This movie is a is a bit of a mixed bag for me. Okay. It's it kind of has uh, you know you come off the highs of of two with the action and adventure and three kind of plods along in places. It doesn't quite um, engage me, you know, at the level that I at, at, at as as Khan does. Uh, but there are some really iconic moments in this. Like really big moments in this that are super amazing and really, really important. I think to, to my love of Trek. Uh, and I, I really, really, it's. It, it, I, sometimes I hate it and sometimes I really love it. But Christopher Lloyd's performance as the Klingon is like, mm-hmm. it, it. I have a love hate thing for that, but um, I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it feels like the thing that it doesn't feel like a fully realized story i guess okay uh, and and i think that's where it's sort of it's more of like, like a, a gateway to the next movie right but some cool things happen and i still like it a lot but it's sort of middle tier where these movies are concerned for me okay middle or lower tier ken why don't you you go next and then i'll go and pass it on to jeff Sure. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm kind of with Jason. It, three is a mixed bag for me. I this was the first time that I actually watched two and three back to back, and I definitely felt differently about three doing it that way than if I just watched three as a standalone, like at a completely different time. Um, 
I did find some things I had issues with. Shocker. But um, <laughs> overall, I would say of the six, this would probably fall somewhere in the middle for me as well. Yeah. I, 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 I was just thinking of the rankings in my head, and I probably put this one um, – I mean, it's much better than five, but it's but it's probably it's probably fourth out of or no, sorry, fifth out of the six movies. I think I like motion picture better than this movie. Yeah. So for me, I'm only thinking of the trilogy here because I still have yet to finish the full run. But this was definitely my least favorite of the three. Mm -hmm. Um, And having watched uh, Back to the Future late recently. (laughs) <laughs> I had a lot of problem with, with Doc yeah. Brown. I don't think I would have had I not had that fresh in mind. Because I don't think he was terrible, but it was just weird. It's Well, um, it's, he's so Christopher Lloyd, right? Yes, I mean, he's, his voice is so distinctive. His phrasing, his, the, way he, the way he is emphatic about things is so Christopher Lloyd. Like, it's hard to separate him. Right. Yeah, and, and he doesn't melt into the character. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, I liked it. Um, but yeah, there are some moments, but, uh, I must have your thoughts on this, Jeff. May I join <laughs> your mind? <laughs> Beautiful. Oh my. That's why you said you <laughs> yes. Said, yes. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Look, we keep you around for those zingers, buddy. Yep. That's why you're making the big bucks here. Gotta have um, so, uh, growing up, I really didn't like this movie. Um, for one specific moment. Um, but uh, as I've gotten older, I have a very different point of view of it. Um, it's a sad movie. Um, it, because it's, um, it, it's dealing with some heavy things that kind of roll off of some of the kind of more downer type of stuff that was going on in Star Trek 2. But uh, but I think as an adult, I think I understand it better than I did when I was a little kid. Um, they um, they blew up my Enterprise, my yeah. favorite Enterprise, um, and that 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 I did not forgive for a long, long time. That um, yes, but that to me is what I always remember about this movie. It's like holy shit, they blew up the Enterprise. Like that sequence is, I think, one of my absolute favorite Star Trek moments. Um, oh, there are two really, loved really good sequences it. in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Again, out outmaneuvering the bad guy. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Again, it's the Kobayashi Maru. Like, it's the no-win situation, right? Right. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I understand it better. Um, I, you know, I think as a kid, I always kind of felt like that they may be, uh, you know, like undone or undid things that Star Trek two did so well, but I realize now as an adult, that's not so much the case. Yeah. So, yeah. I like, um, there's elements that I really enjoy. I, I like that they have to go rogue, right? I love mm-hmm. that. I love that, you know, um, they, yeah, they're without orders. They're just they're, and, and it's hammered home in the theme. But they're they're putting the the um, needs of the one 
ahead of the needs of the many, which is something that Spock has to learn from his mother. Uh, um, but well, that doesn't come until four. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's hard. Right. It's it's so hard to. Like, yeah. it, but at the same time, it shows that they really did do a pretty good job in the series connecting dots. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good, good trilogy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So in this movie, uh, there's a lot less there's a lot less stuff going on under the surface i mean it's a pretty simple story i mean spock died they're coming back home to space dock and i do like the scene where the where the young cadet asks if there's going to be a hero's welcome yeah and and kirk was like well there better be because we paid for it with our dearest blood yeah i love that that was my first note actually yeah and um, we paid for the party with our dearest blood yeah yeah and the fact is, they didn't get, they didn't get anything for it. No. Uh, like they basically get told that um, everybody's going to be decommissioned. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. attention is on this new, better ship. With right. Time warp. Yeah. Yeah. Transwarp. Transwarp. Yeah. That's right. That time warp again is four. <laughs> <laughs> I must just really want to talk about four guys. <laughs> <laughs> or Rocky Horror Picture Show, one or the yeah. other. Yeah. Yep. Transwarp. What does transwarp mean? It's just a different style of warp for engine. I mean, it's, but I imagine it's faster, right? I mean, that's it's supposed fun. to be. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh, yeah, because like the speeds get changed around quite a bit. Yeah. And the uh, like the next generation speeds are different than the speeds in the original series, and I think it has to do with trans warp drive. So, yeah. But um, yeah, so th- yeah, so they come back home to space dock, and uh, Kirk is uh, having a little party with his pals, and uh, Spock's dad Sarek shows up, and says, "Hey, um, how dare you not?" you know, bring Spock to Vulcan or whatever. And he's like, well, he didn't ask. And he's like, well, yeah, he did. It's like, well, he didn't ask me. I, I'm really, 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 you know, speaking directly from the script. This is exactly what yeah. they said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. So then they say, okay, well, all right, well, we're going to, we're going to bring, uh, you know, you, you've got to go get his body because somebody has his katra, you know, his, yes. his brain bits inside their brain bits his consciousness and so we're gonna melt we're gonna put them back together uh which i think is funny because (laughs) sarek sells this as this is just the vulcan way yeah and then they bring spock to vulcan and the old lady's like what you've said you know what you're asking is uh never been done right yeah (laughs) right it's crazy didn't she say like it hasn't been done in like thousands of years or something like right. that? Right, and even then it was just legend. Yeah, and so yeah, so then if I were Kirk, I would have been like, um, "Excuse me, uh, Sarek, you you son of a bitch." Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, my son died for you. <laughs> you yeah. asshole. Yeah, um, you're kind of absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so so Kirk's like, all right, well, we're going to go back to Genesis. He asks uh, the, the commander of Starfleet, and the guy's like, uh, no. Well, can I take the Enterprise? No. No. Oh, I love this line. He says, um, he tells the, his crew that he was denied. Mm. And, he's, and he says so matter-of-factly that um, I therefore am going anyway. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, so what's the word? The word is no. Therefore, I'm going anyway. Therefore, I'm going anyway. I love it. <laughs> funny for all the stuff we lauded Kirk for in the last movie for not for being brash and going by the book and doing things the ways he's supposed to, he's absolutely not. At least in the movie. Right. But, yeah. but, but what I appreciate about him is that he he isn't dragging people along. He's not trying to manipulate people he's into doing things, something they don't people. want. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He, he is very conscious of the fact that this could end your career. I, I If you don't want to do this, it's okay. And... That is that's re- that's refreshing, honestly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like uh, yeah, because like. But of course just, they're gonna go. <laughs> he just yeah. leaves you uh, Uhura behind. He's like, yeah, yeah. Deal yeah. with this guy. Well, yeah. they go kind of into like a, a Captain Kirk's Eleven, Ocean's Eleven kind of yeah. maneuver for the yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was kind of cool. Right. It's like yeah. heisty movie. They kind of do that in in four too. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. do want to talk about four, don't I do. you? <laughs> he cannot wait to talk about four. It just it cracked me up when they're getting everyone together to go back on the Enterprise to leave, and they go in to get McCoy out of that like high security yeah. thing they got him. Yeah. And Chekhov, like the smallest dude, just pins that dude up against the wall that's like two feet taller. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's well, a few and, things. And about also, uh, and also Sulu is like, don't call me tiny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a few things here. Like before McCoy gets locked up, they have that really terrible bar scene. Like it's bad. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in the, for it. The how soon is now scene? Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like it's so overacted it's bad. and bad. Yeah. I was like, this it's a movie disco. Is suck. It, it's yeah. The 23rd century disco. Well, and one. Thing but that, I like that it like, introduces I, you to a little bit of the underbelly, though. Of the Federation, yeah. like it's like not, every, not everything almost. is utopia here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely that, the, the, that the most Isley Cantina scene. Yeah, is that why McCoy was like talking about? Oh, I've got plenty of money. Like, if you need money, I got that. Just get me right. a ship. Right, well, and yeah. also he and I thought money wasn't really a thing in the Star Trek it's world. It's not supposed it's to be, and they and they again they hammer that home in four. There is no money. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it Although, has to be something else of worth. Like yeah. I imagine, if you're if you're dealing with with some sort of underworld, there is something that is that is exchanged of value that you like have fuel to, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm some sure there's sort some. of credit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but like I like that he shows up in the one waitress. I have a feeling McCoy and that waitress have had some <laughs> had some. <laughs> Oh yeah. Hours oh, for sure. Because <laughs> she, he comes in and she's like, "I've been looking for you." It's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> how, how you doing?" It's yeah. like, "I've been looking for you. Where's my, where's my fucking child support?" Yeah. <laughs> Can I also mention, like, before they get on their Ocean's Eleven scheme, the scene where um, there's something going on in Spock's chambers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a. Uh, there, the security has been breached in his chambers. It's, it's, and, like and I ordered that sealed, and they're uh, like, "I know, but we're reading a life form." Um, and so it kind of starts to give you the red herring of, "Oh, is Spock alive?" Right? And you go down. Of course, he's not going to be in there, but he is kind of in there. McCoy is in there, and he and talks like Spock. He talks like Spock. But the thing about this scene that cracks my shit up are the security officers. Mm-hmm. They are dressed like like nineteen. 19- 50s football players. <laughs> that's how they, that came like, from. That actually came from Star Trek the Motion Picture. 
Did, Remember oh, yeah. when Ilya showed up with yeah. as a probe? There was the yeah. Ensign Perez. He was there in that same outfit. Man, it looked like Flash shit. Gordon almost. It did, yeah. 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 It's dumb as shit, man. Like, like seriously, did, have they not learned in the 23rd century that leather helmets do not protect you from <laughs> shit? <laughs> so well, bad. they still dress like it's a fucking disco in that bar. So yes, they, they, do. Do. they don't know nothing about nothing there. Um <laughs> Well, and on the door to his room, they have that little, like, little red light alarm that's, like, beeping. Like, what? Why is that necessary? <laughs> and then as soon as Kirk walks by it, it just stops. Yeah. Oh, I do like I do like that the bar, they have the, that couple that's sitting in the bar with, like, tribbles. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. That's kind of fun. You can kind of see McCoy when he glances over that way. Kind of gives a little bit of a disgusted look too. Oh yeah, he should. He knows. He knows the dangers. <laughs> he knows the troubles with them. Yeah, he knows the troubles with tribbles. Yep. Um, so yeah. So so McCoy is. I missed separately. the obvious joke there. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean. How, how can you be that deaf with ears like that? Yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, so so McCoy is trying to uh, himself get to Genesis separately from you know from what Kirk is learning from Sarek. I like that too, though, because because he's got to get this out of his head, man. He's he knows suffering. that. Yeah, he is. He's suffering. Yeah. Um, he's also fruity as a nutcake. That yeah. cracked me up. Yeah. Yes. I, so, I say that from time to time to this yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fruity as a nutcake, and I'm going to get canceled for this, oh. but this is like the first time you see Takai like actually being like using his own personality yeah. as part of his character in Star Trek. Like he's a little flamboyant. Yeah, he's you know, got that it's bitching like that blue silky shirt with the leather jacket. Yeah, and he's got it yeah. slung over his shoulder. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's he really totally, cool. It's actually he really totally awesome. leaned into that. That's you're not going to get canceled for that. That's great. Yeah, I think the fruity is a nutcake is what. Would it, well, because you, <laughs> that's what led you there. Yeah, yes, well, you're I mean, I had it was my next note, but yeah. <laughs> no. my next you're, note you're was only, is, your only throat catch human, Chuck. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, so, uh, uh, okay, let's get to the first really, really iconic moment stealing the Enterprise. Yes. This scene is so fucking cool. It is cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they show up. Scotty has rigged it so that if Kirk went alone, he could. He could. Yeah. Uh, like a ship that's supposed to have 430 people on it uh-huh. could be run by one person. You could skeleton crew it for sure. Yes. Yeah. And um, and he also has um, fucked up the uh, the Excelsior. Uh, did you guys? But it makes catch you on? wonder. It makes you wonder though. Why does he? Why do they need the Enterprise? Like you could take any small shuttlecraft or something. I think they want it. Not need it. That's what Kirk wants. He, wants, he, just his wants, to take, he wants to take his Enterprise. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's a Star Trek movie. You've got to have the Enterprise, but you don't need the Enterprise. Well, what's he going to do? Go on that ship that's in that that the other guy runs on Picard? But he, like, how's that <laughs> he was also work told. Out? Yeah, he was, work out? when they came back, he was told by the the admiral like that the ship was going to be decommissioned. 
So right. I think that this, was also this, a motivator yeah. of like, no, I'm taking this again. I want yeah, it's this, going on another mission. It's fair. This, it's this all fair. But, but I'm, to the, to the but I'm, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying from the standpoint of the 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 effort it would take for Scotty to do all of that rigging, it just seems like an unnecessary level of effort. Well, but whatever. Scotty was game for it. We so. got to have the Enterprise. And Scotty, Scotty, of course, Scotty's Scotty, going to save the Enterprise in yeah. any way, shape, or form. He can't. Well, he already was saying when they saw the Excelsior, it's like that thing looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I mean, it's like <laughs> fuck that guy. I want, I want this. This ship is my lady. You know, that's a fucking whore over there. You yeah, know, it's great. He gets, he gets he, again. I'm under reading the new straight ship. from the. I'm reading right from the script. Yeah, right yep. the script. yeah. Yeah. Did you also notice, Jason? Did you guys notice that on the Excelsior, uh, the navigator was Miguel Ferrer? Yes, I did. I, yes, I was like, holy shit, fucking Agent Rosenfeld. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> God, I love, I love Miguel Ferrer. He is, God, Albert um, Peaks, man. He is, he is just, just the best. <laughs> He's now, awesome. <laughs> Captain Styles, I wrote this exact note that I sent to you guys with his bullshit scepter. <laughs> what a fucking asshole now yeah. first and foremost there is a a little bit of a um that actor looked familiar who is that actor james b seeking he was the dad of uh what's he seeking james b seeking is yeah what's he what's what's he seeking for is he, is he searching for spock <laughs> <laughs> um i believe he was uh he was on a lot of tv shows he looked really familiar yeah um I want to say that uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. I don't know, but he's been on a lot of TV shows. Um, he um, here. There's a story. There's it's apocrypha, but it's it is still something that that kind of has caught on. Supposedly, after the three week training mission, Sulu was supposed to be the captain of the Excelsior at that stage. Okay. But because of the whole thing with Khan and Genesis, they declass they classified everything. So basically, that fucked Sulu. Yeah. And fucking Styles and his bullshit scepter got the <laughs> got the new shit. So that's why constantly in Star Trek three and Star Trek four. Like Sulu wants that fucking Excelsior. Yeah, he does. He wants, he wants that Excelsior. He wants, to, he wants to drive that ship so bad. <laughs> he wants. He wants it to be his boyfriend. Yeah, and, and he finally gets it in Star yep. Trek Six. But sure does. Uh, but yeah, it was as early as Star Trek Three when you see the the Excelsior. Like Captain Styles was kind of an ass. Yeah. Um, and he is absolutely mostly an ass, uh, but. <laughs> It's that scepter, man. Everything. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. Okay, well, getting back on track here, after Jeff's <laughs> rant about Captain Styles' scepter, um, he gets what's coming to him. Oh, Scotty! Yeah, yeah. Scotty sabotages the shit out of that out of that trans warp drive. You noticed that Scotty was uh, promoted to captain. Wait, no, what? I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, when the uh, admiral is hmm. walking, basically telling everybody to beat cheeks, you're all done, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna tow the Enterprise to the to the junkyards. Oh, Captain, you're gonna report, uh, Scotty, you're gonna report to the Excelsior tomorrow as Captain of Engineering, and he does have a captain's. Oh, interesting. Huh. Um, yeah, he, he, he loses that. that. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't wanting that. 
position yeah. at all. No, he didn't. He's like, well, I wanted to overlook the refit of Enterprise. And it's like, I, no. I um, I didn't really care for the the sound editing on when the Excelsior breaks down. Yeah. It uh, sounded it sounded kind of just. It sounded like it pooped his pants. <laughs> It just didn't sound right. Yeah, I always liked that. It, I, it, it was like the exact same sound that they used, not to get too far ahead, but in four, when Chekhov goes to fire the phaser and it just goes. Yeah, yeah. it sounded exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's Chuck, like, do you want to talk about Star Trek sounds three? Go wrong. No, Chuck, you and I just, can go into a okay. separate conversation. Yeah. We Let's just break about. off. Let's just break off. It's, it's time. No. Um, I, I'm down with three. I was just <laughs> making a connection there. Me too. But uh, don't make me jump to five. I'm ready to talk about Star Trek five. God so, wants a starship. Star Trek three. Um, yes. They're going to go back to search for Spock. And we find out also. <laughs> <laughs> Failed it. <laughs> we also find out that David and Savick yeah. have been sent down to Genesis, or they're uh, they're hovering around Genesis. Yeah. They're on to, the, uh, the USS Grissom. Yes. They're basically the only... The USS Grissom is the only starship that's ne- allowed near Genesis. Yes. Because Which the rest, of, rest of Starfleet is kind of like, uh, we don't really know how to play this thing yet. Right, because the Klingons are pissed some shit. Yeah, the Klingons are pissed. The 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 nobody They don't really know how to message this thing. Because it is kind of a big deal. Um, well, it's nuclear power. It, yeah, it's a right. thing that can be a great thing, but if it's used as a weapon, it's really bad. Yeah, and there's right. even a line that that somebody tells Kirk. I think when he asks to go to Genesis, there's like, you know, for all intents and purposes, or for your for your consideration, or whatever, like Genesis doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. You like, should not talk about it. Nobody. Yeah, should like talk like about the, we're not talking about Genesis right now. But the Grissom is there to kind of monitor. The, the thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then they uh, and uh, they sent the the most powerful starship in the whole fucking fleet to 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 circle around this planet to monitor it. The super yeah. secret ship or the super secret planet, and it's just got this dumpy ass little science vessel around. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we which we, we before this we've already been introduced to. Um, to Christopher Lloyd's, what is his character's name? The Klingon? Krug. 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 Yeah, Krug. Krug. Yep. So um, that's kind of a cool scene, actually, when they He blows get, up his girlfriend? Yeah, he blows yeah. up his girlfriend. It's like kind of crazy. It, it sort yeah. of sets up the fact that, all right, this guy is, he's got a singular focus. His girlfriend, I, I mean, she, I think she knew. That oh, yeah, she 100% yeah. knew. She well, when knew he says that's unfortunate, it's yeah. like, that's not a good thing to hear a Klingon say. <laughs> but she was, but she was kind of like, yeah, I understand. This is the way it has to be, you know. And um, and you're going on to do this noble thing in their minds, right? Um, kind of crazy stuff. Um, and this is also the first time you've seen like the new Klingon design, which this the, is the bird of prey. The bird of there prey is, and, and, the, and, the, the, and, the, and the the face makeup. No, yeah, no, isn't no. it? No, face makeup was seen in the Star Trek motion picture. Oh, you're right. You're right. With the ridges. Yeah. Um, there is something. Okay. So a couple of behind the scenes things about that. Uh, first and foremost, I think they really actually wanted it to be Romulans because Klingons never had birds of prey in the old series. It was always the Romulan bird of prey. Yeah. So there is this, again, apocrypha media out there that says that for a brief period of time, 
Klingons were buying ships from the Romulans. Okay. So that's actually a Romulan ship, but they never they that never ship that, that ship looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a cool ship. Mm-hmm. I love the look of the 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 Klingon Bird of Prey. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember if it was the I uh, there was something that I had seen where the special effects guys were talking about how like they really wanted the wings to flap. Like, yeah. like there are times where the wings change position to you know to be more like a bird. Huh. Um, but yeah, so uh, the other um, thing, and I will give um, uh, there was something else about. Um, Shit, there was something about Roddenberry I was actually going to compliment on this. With this. Um, well, we can't have that, so. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I, so let me, let, I'll try to think of it, and if I if it ever comes back around, I'll. Oh, we um, should also mention, um, I think, at this point, that Leonard Nimoy directed yes. this movie. Um, and there was, I know there was some kerfuffle about that, because it wasn't really quite clear if he was going to come back and Michael Eisner, who was the head of Paramount at the time, he was under the assumption that Nimoy had disavowed Star Trek at this point. So there was some concern about, you know, can we get him to come back or not? Um, it, that, that, that appeared to be, I think a little bit of um, an exaggeration. Like Nimoy was, was game to come back. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong on the particulars here, Jeff, but I think that he enjoyed the the making Star Trek Two. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, because yeah, he had planned on Star Trek Two being his end. Yeah. Like, right. But then during making it, it's like he fell in love with it again. Yeah, and, and and the camaraderie of the of the his castmates and everything, and then but because at that point it was during Star Trek Two that I think he and Shatner became like BFFs. And I think that Nimoy is – he's a savvy guy. He kind of also understood that there was this perception that that maybe they think that he doesn't want to come back. And he sort of used that to, to get a director's – the director's uh, – Right. Possibly. And now yeah. I do know that it did ruffle Shatner's feathers a little bit. Yeah, it's it like, did. Why did it – why did he get the direct one? And yeah. that's why he got five. That's why he got five. Yeah. Now, <laughs> we now, don't know how that there, out. However, five actually could have been a better movie. And that that's for another time. We'll get to that in a couple of weeks. But, I, um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say about um, the opening credits, too, since we're talking about Nimoy, they only list him as director. He right. doesn't appear as any of the, like, as an actor. So there was still some question, even when that movie started, as to whether he would be in it or just directing it. Correct, correct. And yeah, that's um, right. So, and that's always something that I think, I don't even think he shows up in the final credits either uh, as as Spock or as the fully adult Spock. But uh, but yeah, no, you're right. In the opening credits, they do kind of keep that a little bit hushed as well as whether or not he's actually going to be back. Um, so, um, now another thing, uh, so I do remember one other thing I was going to say about, uh, about Roddenberry. There was, I, I, there was something I was going to say that actually, oh, I remember what, okay. So I've got a good, and here's a, here's a compliment sandwich for, for Roddenberry. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad that he created Star Trek, but he got really, really pissed off when they were going to blow up the enterprise because he thought, 
that getting rid of the Enterprise would have fully removed him from any power of Star Trek. Why? Oh, interesting. Well, because they killed Spock, the most popular character. Uh-huh. And now they're going to kill off the Enterprise. And if they put him on the the Excelsior, that that would be not Star Trek anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, so he hated that. He hated that. He fucking hated that. However, <laughs> um, I will now give him one one more compliment. There is one he's often asked about like certain things that changed in Star Trek, like uh, Klingons going from being guys in brown face to guys in brown face with ridges on their heads. And he said, and his his response to anything that changed, like you know, design or like how anything looked or, or anything like that. He always said, it's always been like that. You just couldn't see it until now. Huh. I like it. Yeah. I, like I kind of like that, you know, cause it's, that's an easy way to say, shut up. Things change. Effects get better. Yeah. You know, and all of that. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a good way to look at something like that. If you really want to give it a shot, you know, like, you know, why do things look so much different? Like on, you know, Enterprise versus, you know, the original series or whatever. Well, it's just that that's the way it always looked. And you just, well, that's that's just a good way of looking at life, honestly. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, he's not a complete and total monster. He's kind of a monster, but he, he had some good he had some good <laughs> moments. Um, now, about Krug, I was going to say that I actually kind of I like that character a lot. I don't think I don't think he's that strong of a villain. Only because he has very specific goals and he's not exactly wrong in some of his goals. Sure. Like, he is legitimately concerned that the Federation has a super weapon. This argument is also made by the Klingon ambassador in (laughs) 4. Yep. Jeff is just like bowing his head. Um... But he is but, breaking a space treaty. A space treaty. Yeah. He is like, because he is in Federation. Doing. He is in Federation space. Can we back he, up just one second? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So to four? Is, Are we backing can, up to four? We're backing Sorry. up to four. <laughs> 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 Time travel. <laughs> so this is something I noticed watching him back to back that I hadn't really paid attention to before. But at the start of three. Uh, he and two other Klingons are watching Shatner or Kirk deliver the Genesis video. Right. Yes. How did they get the Genesis I video? I totally agree. That's what the that's what his girlfriend stole. She 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 uh, went on a bounty hunt and stole but How it. did she get but where, where was that video from? He, that was his report from the end of Star Trek 2 back to Star Starfleet. Uh, all right. Yep. All right. Okay. And they all intercepted right. it. Okay. And that's what she transmitted over to them. So, yeah, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> good question, though, Ken, because I have the same question. thought. It is a good question. But, yeah, that is his report back to Starfleet Okay. about what... Uh, and so, basically, he just re-recorded the... Um, All right, uh, that works. That, yeah. Because that, that comes up again in 4. Because <laughs> you see the events Hold that, that image. Hold it. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, Krug, I mean, like, he, like, when they accidentally blow up the Grissom, he fucking kills his gunner. It's yeah. like, you animal, I wanted prisoners, you right. know, and it's like, whoa. It was a lucky shot. <laughs> yeah, right, well, 
Unlucky for you. Yeah, unlucky I love. Too. I love. Cruise. He mourns his dog. Dog. I yeah. love yep. his dog. His little demon dog. That thing <laughs> looks so cool. It's like it's almost almost looks like the, <clears throat> the 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 dog from. It's like a skinnier version of the dog from Ghostbusters. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I love it. Um, and he is distraught when his crew gets blown up in the Enterprise. Like, yeah. he is he is mourning every single one of them. So he's not really he's an he's an antagonist, but he's not he's not evil. He's not evil. He has a sense of of honor and moral. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you see a lot of that. Um, come out in six that the Klingons are not like this this mindless you know villain they're they have a, a, a specific code a specific sense of honor a specific um, sensibility right they, they are who they are and it just happens to be the the oil to the Federation's vinegar right you know so if, if Star yeah. Trek was about <clears throat> Klingons Starfleet would be right we'd consider them an enemy yeah Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We'd find I value mean, in the Klingons. Right. In that one. And yeah. I mean, and certainly, I mean, uh, Next Generation really did a good job of digging deep into yes. the, like the Klingon. Absolutely. Code. Well, uh, Worf, yeah, was our vehicle into that. And right. yeah, it's, that, that was a really, really smart choice. And it, the, well, they also had the, uh, the real memeable uh, Klingon who has like the really intense look. That, have you ever seen the memes yeah. of like, Staring and Klingon, or <laughs> you know, so yeah, I mean, like they, you would meet these characters and you would get a sense for, oh yeah, I mean, like they they have things that seem barbaric, but they, but it really isn't. Like they're like when the ambassador shows up in Star Trek for fuck, I'm doing it now too. Uh, <laughs> but like you know, it's like he's well spoken. He's you know, and in six you have the 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 lawyer. Yeah, that you know, that's Michael Dorn, but yeah, it, it's Worf's grandpa or something. But it, think, um, isn't it supposed to be Worf? I think no, it's a, it's a grandfather, or grandfather something. or something. Yeah. but anyway, he, um, you know, but like he, they're well spoken. They they have a sense of law. They have a sense of sovereignty that we weren't really able to see before this. Yeah, because right. like remember at the start of Star Trek Two, when um. Uh, when Kirk tells Savick to pray because Klingons don't take prisoners. Right. But that's a misconception of them. That's just assuming right. that they're going to be scalped right. by the by the savages. By, yeah, you know? yeah. That's a good point. I like that. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Krug is, yeah, he does some bad things, but if we were watching it, like Chuck said, from the other perspective, it would just be Kirk going down and punching an alien god and saying everybody's religion is wrong. Yeah, you know, right. and then beaming out of there, and it's like, yeah, you know, welcome to the Federation. But he's, still, he's still, he's yeah. still sort of a barbarian, though, because a I mean, little bit. I think when he kills his own crewmen, that's pretty fucked up. Like, like there was, there was no universe in which Kirk would do that, right? Like well, he no, would, he would just send a bunch of red shirts down to the fucking. Place. <laughs> <laughs> but he would never just outright like kill. No. you know, his his helmsman or his, his weapons, you know, targeter or whatever on the bridge of the enterprise like that is just that to me is a moment that shows how the deranged yeah the, how, how uh, actually the, deranged yeah. his character is yeah well and they do kind of play up the con element too where he is 
he's singularly focused on what he thinks is right and just, whether or not it really is. Right. Yeah, he only sees in two dimensions as well. Right. So yeah. back back to the the story aspect of it, Savick and David are down on the planet um, because they were sent there to investigate a life force. They find Spock's casket with some microbes or some, something small that had grown exponentially. Right. Um, evolved exponentially, yeah. Yeah. But then they realize there's another life force on the planet. Yeah, because that's... the body of Spock isn't in the tube. Right, right. Yeah. And they can hear screams in the distance. That, uh, that would be terrifying uh, to go yeah. to a planet mm-hmm. that's not supposed to have life and hear something screaming. <laughs> right. It's exactly, kind of like yeah. a it's kind of like a weird metaphysical thing element they add to this because because it's Spock, but it's not Spock. It's no, it's, it's, a, a, it's the form of his body. Right. It's only the form of his body. It it, it doesn't have his his katra. Well, right? it's it's uh, Savick says, you know, it it's Spock, but his mind, he, but he's not himself. Right. right. But right. but at that same time, it's like that version of Spock is also forming thoughts. Yeah. Right. So there's he's getting there's horny. A, he's getting yeah. he's getting the pond far. The pond yeah. far. Yeah. yeah. Was the concept uh, of pond far ex- explored in in earlier Star Trek, or is this yes. the first time? It, yes. Okay. Uh, Thank you. A mock, a mock time, I think, yep. it might have been. Because that's um, why that's why Spock was willing to fight Kirk to the death because yep. he wanted to get that Vulcan poon. Yeah. 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 And she fell I, in love with Kirk. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Um, there, it was an arranged marriage. There, there, I was, t- I was chatting Jeff separately when watching this, and uh, there, there's a really good trivia question here: is how many different characters have played the role of Spock in Star Trek, right? Right. Like you're, so, you're immediately going to, you're immediately going to get a lot of people who just really be like one, right? Or maybe they'll say two because of Zachary Quinto, right? But there's but, the guy, but there's the guy on Discovery. There are. Oh, I didn't think about him. Shit. There's the there's the the infinite Vulcan the the young kid version from the cartoon. Oh, I didn't think about him either. And then you have like four or three or five. four. There's five. Five different kids. Five in this different actors play Spock in this be, besides Nimoy. So, so that you've got so you've got you've got five there. You've got Nimoy. You've got Quinto. You've got those two people. So that's nine. And yeah. then I would I would argue that. Um, uh, um, what's his face? Um, uh, Jesus Christ, DeForest Kelly would be the tenth because, because he's, he's basically playing Spock, right? For a brief. So that's like the half. You know, you right. could say nine and a half, ten. Um, so that's I, I, that to me is like a pretty good trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot um, of fucking people have played Spock. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, and also the other thing they're finding out on the Genesis planet is that quarters of the planet are exceptionally different. And in one place where there is a subtropical, uh, which you would think would be something like Florida or Texas or something, all of a sudden starts snowing and they're realizing that the planet is unstable. And why is that? Why is the planet unstable? <laughs> oh no, we lost Chuck. He's talking, but can't hear. Wait, we couldn't hear you there. Quarantine. Hold on, I'm fixing it. Quarantine stuff. Okay. Yeah, can you hear me now? 
Yes. Yeah. David David put proto matter, I think it was called, yep. into Genesis to solve a bunch of problems, but it also obviously created its own problem. So David is not much unlike his father to begin with. He cheated. Yeah. Right. And in order to package uh, Genesis as a thing that could be used, he uh, it's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like what Gus Gorman did in Superman 3. He put the tar into the kryptonite. Right. Because they didn't know what the final element was. And it, <laughs> and, and it really it leads to David's issue because Savick believes that, obviously, we, I'm jumping ahead, I guess, here. Uh, Krug realizes that there are people on the planet. Yep. And he's after these specific people. So he sends Klingons down. Um, to capture them, basically. All uh, while Krug himself kills that big giant snake thing that that the Mike. Yes, yes, out. he has to jump with back the up. grape jelly. <laughs> yes, he has to jump back up to the the bird of prey because the Enterprise is approaching. The Enterprise is approaching. Right. So, but he has um, leaves men with Savick and David, and Savick believes that since this thing doesn't work that Krug doesn't have any leg to stand on. It's like, he's not going to kill us right. because it, it, it this weapon is nothing. Right. Right. What's the, what's the point? It, yeah. It's like, um, now, but the thing is though, it still is a weapon though. Like right. they couldn't use it to terraform other things. But I think at that point, Krug probably believes oh, I'll just take it and we'll just do whatever it is that we want with it. Right. Savick is thinking as an establishing, like Genesis can only be used this way for some right. reason. Well, Not she's, thinking she's of still, the alternative. I, yeah, she's still a little bit, um, she has a lot of youthful ideal, ideology that um, she doesn't, she she thinks it, it uh, illogical for it to be used a different way. Um. And it would therefore be illogical for Krug to do anything other than just run, basically, right. at that point. Yeah, but that is that is not what he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but J- Jason stepped away for a moment here, but the next part is probably the most crucial oh to the entire God. film, right? Like, Well, it's not only crucial to this, but it's crucial to Star Trek VI also. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and four. And four, and four, a lot of four, yeah. Yeah, four is there too, right. But also, yeah, I mean, like, um, so the Enterprise arrives, and and Sulu and Kirk are, like, looking at the, you know, at the viewer, and it's like... Something, something foggy seems, out there. Something foggy yeah. out there. Something's weird. There's a distortion, and they're trying to sort out what it could be. Is it is it a is it just a glitch? Is it actually something from the atmosphere? Is it big enough to hide... Uh, a ship, and if, right. it, if it is, then it has to be a, um, a a cloaking device, which means Klingons or or Romulans. That can't be good. It's it's illegal for for that to be used in the Federation. So it, it's go gonna it's gonna be a bad guy probably. And there's a really cool exchange between Kirk and McCoy, um, where Kirk is trying to get him to put shields up or something like that. And Kirk says, if my guess is right, she'll have to decloak before she can fire. Yep. And may all your guesses be and correct. And McCoy says, may all your guesses be correct. And that that's cool because that's thematic. Like, guessing and logical ideas are very, like, spread across these three movies. 
Yep. Like when are you using logic and when is your guess good enough? Right. Um, and obviously Kirk turns out to be right. They have to uncloak. So he just mauls them basically <laughs> when they uncloak. Yeah. That he, he wait he sets a trap basically. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's uh, that was something I will always remember as a kid uh, when the when the bird of prey decloaks and Sulu turns around. It's like playing on bird of prey decloaking off the you know cyborg bow or something like that. Right. And Kirk is like ready. He's like you know fire. <laughs> it's like yeah, we're ready. We're fucking ready. Right. And, and then we end up in that unwinnable situation again, right? Right. Kirk is in it yet again. Like how many times has this shit come up? <laughs> um, but. Uh, so Krug lets him know that he has prisoners on the planet and you know, you're screwed, man. I'm going to start killing them. Yeah. If, if you don't give me everything you know about Genesis. Right. Right. And here's another one of those moments where Kirk knowing the system and knowing the enterprise and stuff like that turns out to be the only way he can escape this situation. He's got to blow it up with them on board. <laughs> yeah, it's like the cool. It's the coolest thing that whole countdown. Yep. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it was great, and it's obviously iconic for someone who's a huge Star Trek fan to see the Enterprise explode. Uh huh. Right, which you brought so, up earlier. Hurt so uh, bad, man. Broke that, my heart. That sequence. I saw this in the theater, and it was, this was the first Star Trek movie I saw in the theater. And oh my god, like I was just so blown away by that. I couldn't believe they did it. I was also just so exhilarated by it. Um, I love the trick of it. You know? Yeah, it was great. Uh, There's one I love, fault I think he had, but go ahead. I, I love how when they beam out, immediately the Klingons beam in. Yeah. Like that, yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, I that love so that. cool. I think they should have beamed to the Klingon ship. That's exactly personally. what I thought was going to happen, and I was wondering yeah. if there, maybe you guys could tell me why they couldn't do that, potentially. Um, the Klingons were probably sh- had their shields up. Because oh. a, a torpedo, as we see later in the series, would have blown up that, that or would have really fucked up that bird of prey. Right. Uh, because because Krug says himself, they outgun us. Why are they not firing? Like, yeah. and so they're why probably haven't they, why haven't they destroyed us? Yeah. Why haven't yeah. they responded? They outgun yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's um, they're probably protected from being beamed onto the ship. Right. But also, they got to go get Savick and Spock. Anyway, right. Yeah, so that's true. yeah, that's true. I was but, a little annoyed with the unceremonious death of David. Like maybe that's just a sign of the times in the, in the 80s, but he dies off screen almost. Well, I don't know. I I when I, I saw that when I saw that the first time the 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 stabbing motion, you know, that the Klingon does with his knife into David's chest. I mean that that was indelible on my. I like guess rain as a kid. It, it probably yeah. they probably did it. The, they probably shot it the way they shot it so they could preserve the PG rating. Yeah. Maybe, but you think about it nowadays. If so, if a character dies off screen like that, if you don't physically see them die, they're probably still alive. Right. Oh right. well, that's a comic book trick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, nowadays it's one hundred percent what you think. So my immediate right. thought was, oh, he didn't die there because I hadn't seen this movie in ages. So right. Wow. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's sort of a um, thing now, yeah. Yeah, but it is also kind of it, it lends to also we're kind of stuck in the position of Kirk too, you being kind of on the outside, right? And I can see that, and and feel basically feeling the same way he does, where it's like, oh my god, we've been shut out of this. But um, 
but yeah, so yeah, they got to blow up the Enterprise, and yes, but that but that does lead to my my favorite line in like in this movie and when when they're watching the Enterprise break up over the Genesis planet, and Kirk which is an amazing shot as well. Yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're standing on that cliff, and they're in. Uh, you see each one of their reaction to it, and then Kirk uh, says, "My God, Bones, what have I done? What have I done?" And which, Bones, which you had to do, which you've always done. Death uh, into a fighting chance to live. Fucking awesome, yep. man! That's yep. awesome shit right there. That is Kirk in one sentence. Yep. Um, you know, because yeah, I mean, it, he is a little brash, obviously. I mean, we talked about all the things that he isn't that gets mischaracterized last time. But he is somebody who will take a chance to make sure as many people survive as possible. As long as I don't have a red shirt on, I would follow Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd feel real good if I got a gold shirt on. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be. I, those guys didn't die hardly at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the red shirts are aware that they're going to die necessarily, so you wouldn't have any idea. No, oh, that's fair enough. But uh, but if I had if, a choice in the matter, and I had all this information, I would be aware. <laughs> if I take a slingshot around the sun and end up in the 23rd century, I'm like, I'll take the yellow shirt, please. Hey, please. hey, Jeff, that's yeah. Star Trek Four. Uh, <laughs> I could be talking about the episode Assignment Earth, where they do the same thing. So, so I have a question too here. Okay. And immediately when when Kirk plays the trick, you know, and jumps to the planet and basically destroys all of Krug's crew, why doesn't he immediately give the order to kill Spock and Savick? Like, it seemed really clumsy. Well, he Maybe, was, I think he was taken by surprise, and he was mourning. I think he and, just mourning and wasn't thinking about what was going on? I guess that makes sense. Well, he yeah. beamed down himself, so I think maybe he's just like... Yeah, he only... Well, he, he had to get incited to... Oh, that's true. Down. That's true, he did, yeah. Yeah, it's like, why don't you come down here and we'll talk. Yeah. And even yeah. when Spock is, like, throwing the his captors, they don't do anything. They're just like, oh, a tree is falling. Hey, we're getting thrown. Like, yeah. that part is one of my problems with this film. It was very be- poorly handled, I think. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, that's... I just think it's a, for kind of a clumsy... You've got the, the highest of, 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 of climax with the Enterprise blowing up. It's sort of difficult to go f- to transition from that into how do we s- conclude all of these other strings? Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. It's clumsy. Um, I don't know if you guys read about how they how they actually filmed the Enterprise blowing up, because first and foremost, they really didn't want to blow up the model, knowing that they would probably someday have another Enterprise to shoot. Yeah. Right. So what they did was uh, they painted the bridge black. And so when it's when it's the far away shot, they could animate fire over the black paint. Okay. Oh. And then when they did any close ups, that was like they had a close up model of the bridge exploding. And then uh, the when you see the registry and the title of the ship melting, that was just foam, and they heated the foam under it so it melted into itself. Huh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so basically they built a separate model with the broken up bits and then just animated an explosion in front of it. So that it, yeah. So they, they were not going to blow up the ma- the the master model of the ship. <laughs> right, <laughs> That's funny. right. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, 
this is moving ahead to six a little bit, but the the battle in six where the Enterprise takes the photon torpedoes like straight through the hole. Yeah. Oh my god, that like always was amazing to me. I, well, it, I, it was taking Star Trek two and Star Trek three and upping it by actually yeah. showing it go through. Oh god, like, like that, destroying the bar. <laughs> yeah, that was so yeah. fucking cool, man. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so basically. Um, <laughs> there's a really cool kind of behind the scenes thing that also happened in that little fist fight between Christopher Lloyd and, and um, William Shatner. So one of the money saving elements was they shot the Genesis planet on a set. And it obviously looks like a set. It, it actually kind of takes you back to like the original series where every planet was a, was a set. Yeah, for sure. But uh, and there was not much they could do about that. They, I mean, like Paramount realized with Star Trek Two how much money they could make with just a twelve million dollar budget. They were only given sixteen million dollars to make this movie, which is kind of crazy because I guess they have to blow up the Enterprise, but it it doesn't feel like a bigger budget movie than Two. Well, I feel like it's a it's there was a little bit more. There were a little bit more effect shots with like the Grissom. They had models like the new models. And the Bird of Prey. They've got to build that. Yeah. Excelsior. They had the. I mean, yeah. So they have new models. There were a lot. There were a lot more. There were a lot more interiors they had to design. Um, And also, and obviously, like they got to give all these actors a raise. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and whatever so, Nimoy was getting for directing. Right. Right. Yep. Right. Which I, I think actually, um, that might be why, as Chuck said, he was not credited as an actor, was that they probably couldn't. Huh. Um, and so it was, hey, it's kind of a win-win. We can't pay you to be both an actor and a director. Yeah. You get to be a director, which he did use to great extent, yeah. you know, uh, throughout the rest of his life. But then, um, you get to direct and, um, you know, I mean, your character's name is in the title and, um, you know, they kind of, they, they, it was, it was a pretty big coup for Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. 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 And so then, um, Oh, (laughs) uh, Siskel and Ebert's review of this, uh, Gene Siskel said, um, yeah, he when when they're reviewing it, he says, "Well, I'm going to give it away. They find Spock. You name the movie Search of Spock, yeah, the search for Spock. What are you going to do? Not find him? Right? It's like it, so, it, yeah, it's, that's yeah. It, so he basically spoiled the movie for everybody, but he had a good point. I um, mean, in reality, Spock was there the whole time. Oh with, my god! Right. Well, that's is... that's what Ebert says. Spock yeah. is there the whole time. He controls everybody's actions. Right. Basically, yeah. But uh, but yeah, this so is the, a funny. This is a funny factoid from the um, from the Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> William Shatner reprises the role of Admiral James T. Kirk, a Starfleet officer. Shatner remarked that being directed by Leonard Nimoy, his longtime co-star and friend, was initially awkward. Although as the shoot went on, it became easier as Shatner realized how confident Nimoy was. Then to reduce weight. Shatner dieted before the start of production, but as filming continued, he di- he tended to slip. The costume department had to make twelve shirts for him. I was going to bring <laughs> that up later. It's hilarious. <laughs> now later, now so something else that was the, the behind the scenes thing about uh, 
So the Genesis planet's like, okay, so it's this set, right? Well, at one point, they're, they have the fight with Krug, with Kirk and Krug. And the, there's supposed to be these jutting rocks that are supposed to, like, fly up around them. But that didn't work. It would just slowly rise, and they couldn't figure out how to fix it. And supposedly, uh, Shatner and uh, Christopher Lloyd devised a fight where they could use the slower moving rocks to have, you know, like Christopher Lee, like be, or Christopher Lee, uh, Christopher Lloyd be like thrown into Kirk, which starts the fist fight. And so they were basically able to use a malfunctioning special effect as part of like an old school TV show fight. That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. So, and, and, and Shatner kind of directed that part or like at huh. least coordinated it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, because he used to do it every week (laughs) on the old show. So it's like, hey, so here's what we're going to do. We'll have your stunt double stand on that. He'll get thrown into my stunt double and then (laughs) we'll fight, you know. (laughs) Oh, Jeff. (laughs) Uh, That's cool. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, they um, so, yeah, he gets there. He kicks Krug off a, a cliff. So I have had enough of you. Kicks <laughs> him in the face, um, and he has John Larroquette beam him up to the to the uh, to the bird of prey, which Chuck had the line that you liked. Oh yeah, when he says he says uh, we're gonna take him as a prisoner, and the guy says I don't deserve to live. Yeah, and Kirk says, "Fine, I'll kill you later." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like totally just dismissively, almost. Fine. Yeah, Fine. and then just like, take, take him off to the yeah, take him off to the brig. And yeah. then like two uh, minutes later, he's like, "I thought you were gonna kill me. I lied." I take lied. Him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Total <laughs> commando moment too. Speaking right. of, I lied. Just covered. Yeah, yeah. I lied. I lied. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they get to Vulcan. Now, here's one of the notes that I that I made. Uh, so mysticism and religion in a civilization totally devoted to logic is utterly fascinating to me mm-hmm. because I didn't the, like this part of the movie. Sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, what's the point of them having something like that? Now, I do like Mark Leonard's line as Sarek when he says that, you know, when when the old lady's like, this isn't very logical of you to ask. And it's like, well, my logic is um, this is my son. Yeah, it's uh, my logic is. I it's clouded remember. or something, yeah. Something like when it comes, when it comes to, my, to son. my son, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also the 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 temple there on Mount Salea had those temple babes. It's like, why are they there? <laughs> like, why, are these, why are these temple babes there? Yeah, you out? had you had like the row of them where they were all just holding like one hand up. Yeah, like this one too. hand it's up, like... <laughs> and, and they're wearing practically see-through outfits. And it's like I'm digging this, but why? Why are they? Why does this exist? And why do we have this weirdo percussionist there? Oh, yeah. the Asian Vulcan who's like banging the gong? Yes. Yeah. They haven't yeah, done I, it for thousands of years. Maybe they don't remember how. So. Yeah. yeah. How it's did like, they it, even get all L get assembled? Like, who coordinated this? Sarek. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he called them up on the Vulcan phone. And it's, like, hey, man. it's like, we need to do this thing. Yeah, we got to do this Every, thing. Assemble. They're, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, because Uhura comes out and it's like, they're waiting for you. Up all those fucking stairs over there, you yeah, know. You have to send those God. steps, and we got, and we have, yeah, and we have to carry yeah. Spock. That would yeah. suck, man. I'd yeah, be like, why, no, why? these guys are stronger than us. It's they the can 23rd carry. Twenty third century, even on even on Vulcan, 
Yeah. Can we, <laughs> can we figure out a, a better mode of transport here? Yeah. No, see, they, they, Vulcans they are put... logical. They know that that um, technology will destroy the human race. They're all racist, <laughs> they, so they don't they use couldn't, it. They couldn't have beamed Scott's, uh, Spock's they, body down ahead of time. But like, they got all those computers yeah. and shit in four, you know? No, so I, like, would, I would say... I, I would set uh, Spock on like one of the like weekend of Bernie style, like on a, one of those those elevator lifts, <laughs> where he's just like slumped over in a chair, like Mrs. Deagle style. As yeah. he's, like, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but they do the he, thing. I would have been like, I'm laying in the bird of prey on top of this thing. The yes. only person, though, honestly, the only person though at this point. Who'd be like, fuck yes, we have to try this, would be McCoy, man. Like <laughs> yeah. he wants Spock out of his brain so badly. It was it was it was <laughs> his revenge for all the uh, arguments he lost. Yeah. <laughs> I take like, the danger like, or whatever he says. It, it, there. It's, right. perf- it's perfect. It's perfect. And he says, hell of a time to ask. Hell of a yeah. time to ask. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, we gotta do this. Like, yeah, we I, gotta I, get- I can't live this him way. Out of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's the perfect, it's the perfect thing that, that Spock is in McCoy like that. You know, they've always been each other's foil. Right. So I always love that, that it's McCoy who holds the, the Kacho Spock. <laughs> it's so perfect. It makes way more sense. Makes for way better story than if Kirk had had him. Right. Yeah. Well, imagine how or if, like Scotty. Scotty right, yeah. That would just be stupid. <laughs> it's not logical, Captain. We can't fucking do it. <laughs> I've got his marbles in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they 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 uh, they they put him up there, and you know a lot of a lot of good cross fading editing going on here <laughs> between people look. And um, my favorite shot of this is so like all the Vulcans are like closed eyes and they're like praying. Right? Again, I'm not sure why religion exists in a in a, in a society full of logic, but whatever. It's you know it's a quirk. I think we I know all got where you're going with this. But uh, so they're all like closed eyes, and at one point, like Scotty's looking at, at like Savick, like, what the fuck is wrong with this bridge? What's she <laughs> doing? What's, yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide if I was gonna say bitch or broad. Uh, <laughs> a transporter bridge. accident happened, and now I think- it's. I, oh, I think that's perfect. I want to use Britch now for everything. Yes. Oh, fuck you, Britch. <laughs> but anyway, he's like Britch, are you over. for real? Yeah. <laughs> Britch, are now, you for real? Now you can say, hold on to your britches. <laughs> britches, please. <laughs> britches, leave. <laughs> this is great. You've given birth to a whole new thing. Okay, you know what? You were, like um, the, you were like the Genesis Project. I yep. know it's going to break down eventually, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, but like Scotty's like looking at her, looking at the at the at the probably the Temple Babes, looking at Savick, looking at the Temple Babes, looking at Savick, and it's like, what's wrong with you, Scotty? It's like, it's like, man, this is their this is their thing, man. It's like, you, why why are you sitting here? Like, you just heard McCoy talk like Spock several times on the way to Genesis. Why is this suddenly weird to you, you weirdo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you have... So so apparently it works, right? Yes. Uh, Bones comes Maybe. down and says, I'm fine, Kirk, or whatever yeah. he says. It worked for him anyway. Yeah, yeah. but then you have yeah, a long he's... shot... Or, sorry. 
the long shot of Spock walking away, and he kind of looks at Jim, and then he keeps walking, and then he turns around. Um, and when he comes back, I'm sorry, I couldn't help but think when he was walking the line at the end of it, he'd say, I'm going to miss you most of all, Scarecrow. It was so <laughs> fucking Wizard of Oz. <laughs> That's pretty perfect. Did anybody else think that his robe looked terribly uncomfortable? Yes. It looked like a yeah. burlap sack. <laughs> yeah. And we get to see a whole lot more of it in four, don't we? Yes, yeah, same room. Well, it's, it's very it, similar. It, it, yeah. it seems a little comfier in four, though. Yeah, yeah it's it's a little bit more of a snuggie in four. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's a little bit more bathroom material than yeah. Yeah. So uh, the the adventure continues. Yes. Um, to next week. Yeah. <laughs> Final. Uh, well, whatever. Like. Final thoughts on Star Trek Three. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't have any. It's just, um, I will let me come back to what I was going to say or what I was talking about earlier, where when I was a kid, I could not get over the destruction of the Enterprise. First of all, you stole it and now you're going to blow it up. That's not cool, man. And, but now, but, as had, adult, but if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Kirk, man. Well, that's fair enough. And and he did do it the right way. It's like yeah. he just killed a shipload of fucking Klingons. That's awesome. A shipload of Klingons. A shipload of Klingons. Them uh, britches got fried. <laughs> <laughs> Some hot britches. Um, yeah. But, like, as I got older, it's like I realized the, you know, like, the real ideas behind the movie are, are about, like, you know, uh, the things that you are personally obligated for versus you know, things that your duty obligates you to. Right. And, you know, there are themes and ideas there. And, and the idea of sacrificing things for what you think is right is, you know, I mean, that, OK. And okay. I think I think the fact that Kirk acknowledges it with the my God bones, what have I done? You know, I mean, that to me, right, like he allows it allows you as the audience to understand that he's reflecting on the gravity of his decision. You could take a moment with him there. Yeah. 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 And I think that, yeah, you absolutely, you, you share some sense of emotion with the character at that moment. Yeah. 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 Totally. And, and honestly, and we'll talk about more of this next week and what these trilogies do really well is take these moments and move them into the next film. I don't yeah. know how they were written, but the fact that they have the bird of prey now is super important in the next movie. Oh, and yeah. it's great. It's so great how they use it. Um, yeah. I so love it's that. It's cool how they connect all that stuff. We'll talk about it next week, but I love the fact that this is now the Enterprise crew on a fucking Klingon bird of prey. I think that that is just, just that's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the crew of the Enterprise who stole the Enterprise who then stole the bird of prey. Yeah. And are now somewhat of fugitives. Yes. Yeah. But they are also being protected by Vulcans. Yes. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So uh, there's, so there's a lot going cool. on there. So yep. um, until next week. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I don't know, Ken. What do you got? What do you got on this? I don't really have anything more on it. Cool. All right. Looking forward to next week, though. Yeah, well, I want to. Th- I'm ready to to find some nuclear vessels. <laughs> ah, don't bring up the nuclear vessels. <laughs> oh I just have God. one last, one last stupid little thing. When when Kirk goes to comms with uh, Krug for the first time, and he's facing the wrong way, and he like turns to the camera, 
is so freaking Captain Kirk. Yeah. It's like, it's, I was just like, that's so awesome. <laughs> it doesn't really matter in the story. It was just a right. cool moment. Um, I also like right before that when they're like, oh, their, uh, their captain is, is, uh, you know, hailing us or whatever. And Christopher Lloyd goes, put them on screen. Yep, exactly. Yep. Like in the most Christopher Lloyd way. Right. Uh, yeah. There, there are times where it's like, yeah, it's like, oh man, he is, he is crazy Christopher Lloyd, and uh-huh. like, it's Jim, it's 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 Jim from Taxi or yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah, totally, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I you know Wednesdays you can find new episodes of Film Seizure. Absolutely. We are about halfway through our little trekcation. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you, some of you assholes are pretty excited to talk about Star Trek 4. Do we have um, anything left to talk about Star Trek 4? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Tune like, should next I just... for Star Trek 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just blew right past 3. <laughs> Maybe we should go back in time and re-record the four the episode. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll start doing the calculations. To yeah. The slingshot around the sun. You might have to take a guess, Jeff. I know. Yeah. Uh, I do everything. <laughs> I, I do that always. Um. So, um. Yeah. Mondays, Monster Mondays. That's with me. Um. Saturdays, I've got my double O Saturdays for at least the next uh, six months. Um. Yeah. Only about halfway through this shit right now. And uh, on Fridays, you can go over to B-Movie Enema. Uh, let's see here. Just last week, I had uh, Showgirls. Uh, Dark Angel, The Ascension, is coming up Ooh, this Friday. what is that? That is an old-school um, uh, full moon feature. Oh, my goodness. It's Dark got a pretty awesome part where a girl rips a guy's head and spine out of his fucking body. It's awesome. Nice. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that's uh, that's What's, the stuff. What was what was the the movie? I come in peace. That had a that had a secondary title. Wasn't it like Dark Angel or something like that? I don't remember. You remember that with John? I remember Lundgren? that movie with but... Dolph Lundgren. It was Dolph. Yeah, Lundgren. well, I always remember I come in peace. You go in pieces. Yeah, you go in pieces. Yes, Dolph, it, it was. I, it, I come in peace was the theatrical release, but there was. I think it was Dark Angel was the. There is a movie called Dark Angel that is not the one that I'm writing about, but I'm, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, next week is uh, Star Trek IV. Uh, somebody say something about where people can find us as far as, like, uh, social media or anime. Oh, you can find you guys on the Twitters and Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm trying to think of other places socially. but Filmseizure.com, that's a good place yep. to go. Yep, and you can listen on Spotify, yeah, and YouTube's, yeah, and SoundCloud. Anywhere yeah. you can find a podcast, really, you can find this podcast. I think it, pretty pretty close to anywhere, um, except for uh, the uh, the the podcast network that all the Nazis do stuff on. That we're not on that one. Yeah, we're not on Mind Pots. <laughs> 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 my god chuck what have you done <laughs> anyway uh that i have got nothing more from there hey ken uh <clears throat> yes, sir. you're kind of uh stuck on our stolen bird of prey you're you're kind of stuck with us for next week too 
So hope you're yes, okay. Yes, indeed. Be me back up for that shit. All right. <laughs> so um, yeah, until next week. I am Jeff Arbuckle. I'm Chuck Moore. I'm Jason Oliver, and you have been listening to film. Oh yes, I come in peace. Was <laughs> was originally titled Dark Angel. But it was retitled because the executive producer, Mark Damon, preferred the original title. And there were two other movies called The Dark Angel from 1925 and 1935. Seizure. <laughs> <laughs>